0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts
1: now. All right, good morning. I am Pastor Brian here at East Coast Christian Center, and uh, this is Morning Breath, and I'm excited to be with you this morning, this afternoon, or this evening, or wherever and however you're getting this uh this show. Thanks for tuning in with us. I uh, I am hosting the show today. I get to sit in for uh, Pastor Dan. And my wife actually is across the table from me as we share the word with you today. Here's uh, yes, Emily Moore. In. How good are you morning.
2: doing? I'm doing well.
1: Awesome. Thanks for being here with us. And uh, we have, uh, I don't know, station extraordinaire, engineer, all things well, Nick Clementson with yes. us. How are you doing, Nick? Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing good. Awesome, man. Thanks for being here and helping us make this happen. And we want to say hello to you out there. And however you do connect with the show, thanks for tuning in. Morning Breath is an incredible part of what um, happens around here at East Coast Christian Center. It's been a outreach ministry, a teaching ministry, a lot of things that Morning Breath has been for quite some time. And um, we're just excited that you'd want to be a part of it with us. And I'm going to lob it over to my wife, uh, Emily. And could you tell us how to get connected to the show if uh, this might be, you know, not something that's part of their routine yet?
2: Yeah. um, You can, first of all, you could go to our website, eccc.us and get connected to Morning Breath that way. Um, You could also find us, um, we have a podcast, Um, You can uh, call the church front office at 452-1060. They can get you a morning breath guide um, sent to you, either email or snail mail, whatever. They'll get you one. Um, So you could kind of, like, follow along and know what chapter we're going to be doing and all that. Um, You can check out our app or the website to see what's new at East Coast, too. And we have a YouTube page as well, so you can see what's going on. Yeah, YouTube page, which what, uh, what you that. connected
1: to our messages from the weekend. Uh, we are a part of East Coast Christian Center in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and the Avenue Worship Center here in Merritt Island. We are a church in multiple locations. And so uh, maybe you're anywhere across the county, you might be getting this or across the, the I guess, the nation or the world um, via podcast or however you are tuned in today. We're excited you're with us. Uh, we do have a few things going on as a church that I want to draw your attention to. Our East Coast Christian Center Vieira campus is celebrating their eight-year can you believe it? Woo-hoo! Eight years ago, eight we planted years. a campus over in Vieira. It started at the Rave uh, Movie Theater, which then became the Carmike Theater. And then now we meet at the high school, been there for five or six years. And uh, we bought some land this year. We're going to go vertical. Nice We're going to build a building this year. It's exciting. This is going to be an yes. exciting year for um, for our Vieira campus and for us as a church as a whole. And That's so awesome. we have an eight-year anniversary party and uh, services going on on March the 1st that we want to draw your attention to. From nine fifteen to twelve there'll be an ice cream truck there, face painting, games and giveaways, as well as two services that we do every Sunday morning. And so there are services there at 9.15 and 10.45. We'd love for you to come over and check it out and be a part of uh, East Coast Christian Center at the Vier campus. And uh, one other thing going on, the Night of Worship, you want to tell us about that?
2: Oh, yeah. Night of Worship is going to be next Wednesday, which is March 4th. It starts at 7 p.m. It's an incredible night where we all just gather and there's an extended time of worship where we just, um, yeah, we we all gather as a church family and Worship the audience of one. It's an incredible night.
1: Yeah, it's cool. We also, uh, something near and dear to my wife and I's heart, and uh, that we're pretty passionate about marriages and family here at East Coast. We have a marriage night coming up on uh, May the 1st. It is not on our notes here, but uh, it is. there's a deadline coming uh, March the 1st. Our early bird registration price um, will end. And so if you're interested in a night of marriage, it's going to be fun. We have a guest speaker coming in, um, nationally known uh, guest speaker from Family Life Ministries, and um, just does some incredible stuff, as well as we're going to have a fun um, party atmosphere. It's going to be
2: and, really fun. Yeah,
1: we're going we're gonna to help you laugh. And uh, this isn't to uh, poke at anyone, uh, any husband or wife. This is to grow in our marriages. And it, uh, it's from 6.30 to 10.30 on May the 1st, but the uh, early bird deadline um, ends or the early bird registration ends uh, March the 1st. So uh, it's $40 per couple. We'll also take care of your kids for $10. If you got four kids or two kids or no kids, um, you want to check some kids in. It's $10 per family um, in addition to the 40 uh, per couple to come. And we would love to have you come last last year or a year and a half ago when we did this last, we had 270 couples register and we had a full house. And so it yeah, will fill difficult. up. Yeah, You're going to want to get connected quickly. that soon. Yeah, yeah right on. So we're in Luke chapter 19 today. Uh, we do take a chapter of the Word and read it on the air. We actually uh, read it before we get here to the studio and just really just pray about what God would breathe on and we share it on the air. And so today we're in Luke 19 and uh, I have the New Living Translation over here. What do you have over there?
2: I have the New King James as usual.
1: Yeah, well Faithful. I've seen that Bible for a lot of years. Yeah, it's kind of uh, yellow. Yep, so uh, we're going to look at uh, Luke 19 and there are 48 verses. So let's, uh, let's break it up after 24. I'll get you started. I say unto you, Read, ma'am.
2: Then Jesus entering and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was short of stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any one by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation is come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now as they heard these things, he spoke another parable, because he was near Jerusalem, and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Therefore he said, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered them ten minas, and said to them, Do business till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Master, your minna has earned ten minnas. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you are faithful in very little— have authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Master, your minna has earned five minnas. Likewise he said to him, You also be over five cities. Then another came, saying, Master, here is your minna, which I have put away and I have kept put away in a handkerchief, for I feared you because you are an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit, and reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, Out of out of your own mouth I will judge you, your wicked servant you knew that I was an austere man, collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money back in the bank, that at my com- at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, Take the minna from him and give it to him who has ten minas.
1: Yeah, verse twenty-five. But Master, they said, he already has ten pounds. Yes, the king replied. And to those who use well, uh, and what use well what they are given, even more will be given. But, from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And as for these enemies of mine who didn't want me to be their king, bring them in and execute them right here in front of me. After telling this story, Jesus went on towards Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples as he came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. The two uh, he sent two disciples ahead, go into the village over there, he told them, as you enter, you will see a young donkey tied there that has no one that no one has ever ridden untie it and bring it here if anyone asks why are you untying that colt just say the lord needs it so then uh, so they went and found the colt just as jesus had said and sure enough as they were untying it the owners asked him why are you untying that colt and the disciples replied simply replied the lord needs it and they brought the colt to jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on as they rode along the crowds spread out their garments on the road ahead of him When he reached the place where the the road started down the Mount of Olives, all the followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessing to the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, If they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. But as as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace, but now it is too late, and peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close in close in on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not accept your opportunity for salvation. Then Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people selling animals for sacrifices. He said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. After that, he taught daily in the temple, but the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the other leaders of the people began planning how to kill him. But they could think of nothing because all the people hung on every word he said. Ah, Amen. Pretty, uh pretty thorough chapter uh, i i like luke luke is uh, pretty descriptive luke gives us a whole lot more of the story many times and uh mm-hmm. just a lot here so 48 verses and um several different um pieces and i guess i would uh i, I just maybe what stuck out to me first i'll start there and then uh, we'll we'll lob it over to you and see what uh see what stuck out but um, for me, this story of um, Zacchaeus, I uh, you know, I've read the story. I grew up, you know, singing the song and you know, doing this stuff in uh, in Sunday school and and understanding that this is a wee little man, if you will. And
2: Zacchaeus
1: um, was a wee little man. A wee little man was he, exactly. Yes. Climbed up in a sycamore tree, and you know, for the Lord, he wanted to see. That's the that's the lyrics of the of the Sunday school song that I grew up with. And you know, for me, I, I look at this and I and I ask God, God, breathe on this, show me something new, because I. You know, we read these stories. I don't know, maybe you out there, this is your first time through the New Testament or your first time you've ever heard the story. And I love the freshness of that the first time. Uh, but sometimes we can read a story like this and go, yeah, and, and just kind of move past it. And today, I, I just, I just asked the question again, God, what do you want me to see? And I, I feel like in verse 3, it says, he tried to get a look at Jesus. Um, But he was too short to see over the crowd. And verse 4 says, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road. And I just reminded again of, you know, the limitations that each of us might feel like we have or that we might naturally even have. Like for me, I'm not a wee little man. I'm six foot eight. I'm a big man. And so I've never experienced what Zacchaeus, uh, maybe I have maybe once in my life ever felt something like, hey, I'm too short or I'm I'm not big enough or something um, in the natural. But I don't feel what he felt but yet he, there was a way that he could still see Jesus. And I love the, I love the picture that is painted here of going, there's no limitation. There's no, um, there's no valley too deep. There's no mountain too high. There's no, there's nothing that could ever separate you from the love of God. Like there was a way and, and God had ordained some things here through Jesus to do some radical stuff in this man's life who had been probably stealing, you know, these tax collectors were not honest men. And, you know, he, he, even declare say if I've taken anything from anyone I'd give back and you know salvation came to that home today and I just would say to you today like I I just was reminded as I as I spent some time looking at this that you know what we we feel like we have limitations and naturally you know you can feel some things in your body maybe that might be a, a you know a limitation or a limiting factor but that's not a limitation for God to reach you or to minister to you or to be a part of his kingdom or He's not holding back. He's, you know, he's willing to meet you where you're at. And in this situation, that was literally in the sycamore tree. That was up in a in a tree. Jesus looked up and, you know, but it took something on Zacchaeus' behalf. Zacchaeus didn't just stand and let his limitation limit him that day. He mm-hmm. said, I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not do what I've always done. I'm not gonna feel what I've always felt. I'm gonna do something. And that doing something translated into some pretty radical stuff in his life and so i don't know it was a it was pretty pretty awesome time to to look and go what do i in my own life see as a limiting factor and really just kind of wrestle through some of that so
2: yeah i feel like for i mean obviously for you you don't deal with you're not vertically challenged but my my family i as a very late bloomer, I, I grew up eventually and I'm a pretty average height now for a girl, but I was. Come on, all five
1: foot four, strong yeah, and tall. Come yeah. on. Yeah,
2: he tells me I sh- I'm i short. Nick's, but, Nick's
1: pumping his fist over yeah. here. Come on, five <laughs> foot four, do it.
2: I'm not short. I'm normal. You are the one that's not normal, actually. Oh. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I tell him that all the time. I'm like, you're the freak of nature. I'm the normal one. Um, but for years, I was short. I was very short. Um, and. Uh, I remember just hating it and crying and getting teased that I was short. And, um, I wonder what Zacchaeus, you know, went through, but, and not everybody can relate to being short, although a lot of the population can, but, um, there are a lot of other things that, um, people can relate to because sometimes you're, you know, the last one picked at kickball or or the, um, you might be terrible at math and you feel like the dumb one or, um, You might have a, I mean, teenagers that I worked with teenagers for a long time. Some of them have that face that's always broke out and it's just hard because it's their face and it's the first thing that everybody sees and, um, just different things that make us feel less than. So I love that you talked about how there, how we feel like there are limiting factors to, to us and, um, the things that we feel like we want to do or that God has called us to do and to not make, not, not let those things hold us back, um, And how Zacchaeus stepped out and he did something. Um, And really, when I was looking at this story of Zacchaeus, I was reminded of um, God being the God who sees me. Um, There are a lot of names of God. He is the God who provides, He is the God who heals. there's, you know, he's called Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah um, Jireh, Jeho, you know, all, he's our banner. He, he's all these things, but he's also El Roy, which means the God who sees me. And you might feel like you are off the path and up a tree. You might feel like you've been faithful at doing something that seems menial to other people that you don't You aren't seen. Um, Even a lot of times in the church, when you think about a church that, like East Coast Christian Center, it takes a huge dream team. We're having a dream team celebration coming up soon, and there are a lot of people who serve on a regular basis at the church who make church happen, and very few of them are on the stage. Most of them are behind the scenes, most of them are faithful every week at the food pantry. Most of them are faithful who are who are picking up wrappers and, and cleaning up coffee spills in the sanctuary and who are doing who are doing these tasks. And it feels like you might be off the path and up a tree and you're not, that God doesn't see and God doesn't notice, but he is Elroy. He is the God who sees. He is the God that notices. And really, I feel like people have this innate thing in us that wants to be noticed. I know I have a, a thing in my human nature that wants to be seen by I I love it when my husband notices me. I li- I like to be noticed, but really that's a dead end street when you're pursuing being noticed by people it oh. never satisfies. Only being noticed by God is the way to get that um that thing satisfied in us, that uh, appetite in us to be noticed is to be um, to be noticed by God and, and God is the God who sees. If you're in a place where you feel like, man, I've been faithful doing this menial thing for a long time. God is the God who sees and he knows your faithfulness and he, and he values that. It means a lot to his heart.
1: Yeah. And I mean, in this, in this culture, when, People knew Zacchaeus. People knew this dude. And, you know, Jesus said, hey, well, let's go to the house. You know, people were wigging out. People were freaking out a little bit when they, when he did get seen, right? And so yeah. the other side of being seen by God is that when your moment comes and that uh, that God, God calls you to do something and, and draws you in closer— I would just say to you, man, do what Zacchaeus did. It says Zacchaeus quickly climbed down. You know, like yeah. he responded quickly to going, man, the God of the universe is calling me. He's drawing me and I'm in, right? And I don't know how many times in my life I've, I've heard the voice of God and gone, eh, I'll do that tomorrow or we'll get to that eventually. And imagine if Zacchaeus just stayed in the tree, you know, like just, yeah. just watch Jesus walk on by one more time, you know. And he didn't do that. That day when he was called down, he said, come on, I'm, I'm going. And um, oh, yeah. radical stuff and the picture of what the radical, you know, salvation that came to Zacchaeus is Home that day included some generosity on the other side of that and doing with what he had in his hands, um, which a lot of this, the rest of this chapter is is looking at what are you going to do with what God's given you and what God's put in your hand, and you know that. That when salvation comes and the redemption of what you do have in your hand and you know, you maybe you've done it all wrong, quote unquote, um and got to the place that you are today. You know what God still wants to use you. You're not too far gone. Like Zacchaeus was Amen. a he was a thief. He was a he was a mess, like on so many levels, right? And but he wasn't too far gone. Jesus said, Hey, let's, you know, let's do this together and we don't get a picture of what happened inside the house. All we know is that something radical happened. Right? Yeah. Like we don't know we don't know what that looked like, but I doubt it was Jesus beating him up for his sin and, you know, all the things he had done wrong. I think yeah. it was more of just a love act and going, Hey, let's 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 abide together or let's dine together, let's hang out together, yeah. let's be together. And that being together when Jesus which I I mean this is a bold statement, but even today in this moment, what you're hearing us share might be the very thing God would use to draw you in and draw Amen. you a little deeper. And don't don't uh, don't run from that. Run to that. Run to the deeper end. You might feel like, man, I'm just in the shallow end. And I'm like like Emily was saying that you're just doing whatever. You're not just a mom today. You're not just a dad. You are. As I preached a message just about a week ago um, on a Sunday morning, you are more than just a mom. More than just a dad. You're a branch of the holy mm-hmm. living vine. Like you yeah. are you are connected to the king of kings and lord lord and if you haven't yet given your life to christ and you're just checking this whole christianity thing out and you're listening to a radio show and you or you came across it on the dial or i don't know I mean, how you got connected to this but if that be the case today man dig in take this step in and, and go the rest of the way with jesus and mm-hmm. it's not too late you haven't blown it you haven't done too much to just blow it all that's still got a plan for your life and he wants to do radical stuff
2: yeah he does and sometimes i feel like people don't want to be noticed by god necessarily like when, when Brian was saying, if you feel like, or if you feel like you're far off, I remember one time Brian invited, um, a friend of his to church that he had known for years. And he said, Oh, I I wouldn't want to come there. The, the roof might cave in on me because he just thought if God, he doesn't want to get close to God because he thinks he's going to get whacked. And, and that is not the God we serve. Even, even when we would, um, sing that song growing up, um, Zacchaeus was a wee wee little man and it quotes the verse in the song. It says, Zacchaeus, you come down for I'm going to your house today. And whenever we would do the hand motions like that, we would point, Zacchaeus, you come down and point with our fingers. And one time I heard a preacher say, I don't think he was pointing his finger. I think he had his hands open, like, come Mm. on down. I want to eat with you. And no matter where we get in life, no matter how far off we might be, God's arms are always open saying, come on down. I want to eat with you today. I want to go to the grocery store with you today. I want to have breakfast with you. I want to fix the car with you. I want to do life with you. It doesn't matter what we've done. God's heart is always the same. God's heart is always for us.
1: You know, our, our picture, the, the next chunk of verses here is, um, really has something to say about our picture of, of, the, of the king, a picture of who God is. And yeah. uh, like you were sharing about whether he's pointing a finger or that he was lecturing him, like I had shared going into the house or what. But the third servant in this uh, in this story had a picture. He says, I was afraid that you were. Um, it, it never says anything about who he was before yeah. that. You know, he just had it. He was afraid of something. And that fear, out of fear, he behaved a certain way. His belief about his master, he, be, he behaved certain you know in a certain direction and how many times have we behaved according to what we thought God might feel about us that was just totally broken and wrong Absolutely. you know and god wants to give you a picture today of you know he's for you and not against you he loves you and wants to be close to you he does want even though you might feel like you know the sinner of all sinners or the whatever you might know you know yourself you know your quote unquote wretchedness you know your brokenness you know your your dirty and whatever you want to call all those things but but yet god says i want to go and i want to spend close close time with you and mm-hmm. he's not the king who's you know looking to to smack you upside the head or to knock you silly or to have the roof fall in on you you know yeah there is an enemy that's real and wants to steal kill and destroy but man press in and uh, step in today
2: Yeah. In verse 41, how it says, um, now as he drew near, he came um, or as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. And that really is a beautiful picture of God's heart for us that I just think of Jesus riding on a donkey and he's coming in and he just starts crying. This This is a grown man where we see he just starts weeping yeah. and and I really started to think more deeply about that. It's just like, okay, Jesus wept and we keep moving on, but no, Jesus wept and that was a, a raw display of his emotions for Jerusalem. He loved Jerusalem. He loved that city. He knew that some that trials were coming to that city and it just it, it evoked that emotion in him. and that's his heart for us. That's always his heart for us.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, another part of this uh, chapter that I, that I really like, and I just can't see it in the natural, like how this would work out other than I know that God has asked me for things plenty of times. Yeah. And, um, that he says, Hey, go into that city. You'll find a cult over there and uh, it's never been ridden on. And if anyone asks about it, just tell them the Lord had need of it. Yeah. Just go take it. Just go, go snag that thing and tell them (laughs) the Lord had need of it, you know? And, um, you know, imagine, imagine what, what what that would look like in your in your world today where some guys come up to your place where your car is sitting out front or your whatever your thing is, you know, and, um, hey, the Lord had need of it, right? Like, imagine the trust that would go into that process of the Lord had need of it and for yeah. them just to let it, just, yeah, sure, go ahead, you know, just take it. Doesn't show any sort of like fight back or push back no. and go, and say, no, 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 no. But I believe that, you know, ahead of that moment, God has spoken to these people's hearts clearly that, hey, the Lord would have need of this thing, right? And I just I just think about many times when God has spoken to us about hey the Lord wants to use you to do something and that might be a financial thing or a yeah. stuff thing that yeah, He has spoken to us about giving away or to, to be willing to part with, and um, what has happened on the other side of that equation a few times that we didn't know in advance, but we heard later the rest of the story yeah. of, you know, when we've sown something or given something, and God spoke to us. You know what? You might, you might today, God might be asking you to sow something. You might be asking you to give something. You might be asking you to just be willing to give it. Um, maybe not even that you have to give it, but maybe that you'd be willing to give it, and uh, just would you pray that prayer today, God, what is it, what's in my hand today that, that you would want, that you would want to do something great and mighty with? I mean, imagine this is your cult that Amen. the King of Kings rode into a city on. Come on, like there's other times in scripture where we hear about, you know, somebody gave gave the tomb that Jesus was buried in, right? Like yeah. others have given a boat that he went out and, and taught, you know, from and so many things in scripture. Well, what what are you willing to say? Hey God, Use it, you know, and it's not it's not because you're going to get like it taken from you, but it's actually are you willing? And I think it starts so much starts with your willingness, like Zacchaeus was, was willing to do something with what he had in his hands. And so much of this chapter reflects around that. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. You are listening to Morning
0: Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Cocoa. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting & Associates We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor We're located in Cocoa Village but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities We also offer many discounts military, senior, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given We're at 454-4531 That's 454-4531 Barfield Contracting Treating you like family God bless you The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133 for more information. That's 452-1060 or visit mz9.org. Welcome
1: back to the show. This is morning, morning break. Morning, morning. You know, I uh, welcome back to the show, and as we just close out the show here after the break, I um, I just had a couple thoughts about um, some other things that uh, that people did in this chapter, and you know, the picture of Jesus riding on this colt um, through the city, and somebody took off their garments, took off their cloak, took off their. Um, I guess we'll call it their garments, and uh, and put them onto the colt for Jesus to sit on, and then others were throwing things down in the road, and just such a picture of of people, you know, their 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 act of worship, and yet on the other side we have we see people being critical many times in this chapter of like, how dare he go be with them, and how dare this, and you know, why why would they do that, and why would they shout out, and he says, you know, even the rocks would cry out at one point, and you know, just an act of worship, just the the obedience side of worship to me is painted in this chapter so well that it starts with Zacchaeus giving back, you know, four times as much that he had stolen. And man, what a radical thing, you know, people laying down their cloaks, people um, investing what God's put into their hands, um, or there's a picture here of the story of, you know, what what the servants were willing to invest because of what the master was able to do with it. I mean, so much is, so God is able to do so much with what is in our hands, so little or so big is not the issue. The issue is, are we willing and are we able? And would you be willing to worship God in a way that would say, you know what, God, everything I have is yours. And I want to do it to the glory that you, know, that you could get out of this. We want every good thing to come out of our life to give you credit. And so anyway, hopefully you could do that today. Be willing to say yes to God today and draw near. God bless you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian
0: Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend.